It's time for Mock Draft Tuesday here on Locked On Colts, guys. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day this is your daily podcast covering your indianapolis colts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm zach hicks as always from horseshoehuddle.com and also your favorite co-host here on locked on colts today i'm joined by andrew moore which again i gotta throw up the display names there we go andrew moore uh my colleague over there horseshoe huddle he's filling in for jake arthur and you know whenever i have a guest fill in i like to do some fun shows i like to do some some goofiness and i know the you know mock draft monday sounds a lot better we're recording this on monday but we're putting it up on tuesday but mock draft tuesday guys we're gonna do mock draft tuesday here uh like what we did with destin adams i think it was last week or two weeks ago we're gonna be using the pro football focus mock draft simulator uh we're gonna try to make it a little more realistic this time i've cut down the randomness a little bit and gone away from the pff board uh to hopefully get it so uh cj stroud is not there at four like it was last time uh i'm not saying cj stroud falling to four is not gonna happen but i i think it's fairly unlikely would you agree there andrew i would hey if if uh carolina goes bryce young and and cj stroud doesn't want to go to houston i mean things could get interesting but i think it's more than likely uh that ohio state quarterback will not be available when the colts are on the board Right, right, exactly. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, we have the stuff pulled up here on Pro Football Focus. Uh, you guys can follow along while we do this mock draft. You can watch and see which players are available. If you guys are listening on audio, I'll try to be as cohesive and and uh, explanatory with with a lot of stuff and, and actually tell you guys like which guys are available and which guys were we're considering at each pick but uh for you guys following along here again audio or visual we have the speed set a little bit slow that way we can talk about the picks we're going pretty much all public board because the pff board uh is not my favorite not great uh, <laughs> not great. uh drafter needs a little bit a little bit more or whatever and then the randomness i've cut it down just a tad uh seven rounds obviously we're going to be doing today uh the first segment we're going to be talking rounds one two and three and then the second segment we're going to talk the rest of the draft there, four through seven. We will be trying to do trades today. We will be trying to do trades. So we'll see if that ends up being just an abject disaster for us. But we didn't do trades last time when we did this. So today we're going to try to do some trades. Uh, but Andrew, let's get into this. Let's, let's do, do it. it. How do I? Okay. Okay. So Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Bryce Young goes first. Okay, CJ Stroud goes second. Okay, okay, we can live with that. That's that's fine. That's fine. That's not too bad. We're good. So we're on the clock. Uh, Cardinals, you know, again, for a mock draft simulator, they're probably going to take a player here. But in real life, they might shop this pick. So I think we're going to try to trade up to three here. I think I would agree. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I think it makes sense. I think that, I mean, we've heard all the posturing 
um, uh, from the two teams and with using the media. Um, I, I know in all of our mock drafts, we have the Colts trading up to three. In my personal mock draft, I have the Colts giving up uh, the third round pick from Washington and then a future second round pick. Uh, okay. Just just kind of going off of the uh, the rich, I think it's Rich Hill uh, yep. trade value chart. Uh, that that kind of matches up for uh, what the value of that that third pick would be. So, um, I but I do think it's going to include the third round pick this year for sure, and a and a and a future pick down the road. Okay, you know what? For the sake of just for the sake of doing this, let's do that this time. So four, number seventy nine, and a round two next season. I know it seems like a pretty steep price to pay but if there are other teams that are coming up you know say vegas is like you know what i want will levis or i want anthony richardson i need to get to three ahead of indy and they're offering you know a similar package to this indy's got to get close to matching that and and again obviously the cardinals have incentive to trade with the colts because they're only going back one spot they can still get a will anderson or someone like that Uh, but i think offering this right here while again it is maybe a slight overpay it is enough to go up and get uh, that quarterback of the future. So we're getting a 479 and a 2024 second round pick uh, for the third overall pick to the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to offer that trade. And I believe they accepted it. <laughs> they yes. did. Yeah, they did. And the, and, uh, and the thing is, too, you, you keep that precious 2024 first round pick that the Colts yes. can hang on to for next year. Right, right. So here we are picking at number three now. We got Will Levis. We got Anthony Richardson. We're not going to go on too long talking about this because obviously, you know, we've done so many shows on Will Levis versus Anthony Richardson. But to me, I think if you're trading up in the draft and you're, you're making that move up and you're giving up future picks, you have to go for the highest upside in the entire class. And that's Anthony Richardson to me. Like, I feel like we have to go Anthony Richardson here. We won't again, we won't talk too much on it. But Andrew, if you want to throw some quick words on who you would take with this pick. I agree. I think it's Anthony Richardson all the way. If the Colts do trade up to three, uh, you bet on high-end traits. That's something Chris Ballard has done ever since he's been in Indy, and I don't think it's going to be any different with the quarterback position. Right, right. Yeah, I think you just have to go up. It, it, like, again, if you're staying at four and Will Levis is there, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, Will Levis. But when you're moving up in the draft, you're you're betting on those high-end traits, betting on a young player coming into his own. So yeah, I think if you're going to make that move up like we just did, it has to be for a guy like Anthony Richardson or a guy like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, mm-hmm. whichever one of them falls. Um, again, I wouldn't mind it if they moved up and they took Will Levis, but I feel like with that, I would want to take the higher ups guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So here we are. We're picking at 35. Kelly Ringo just went right before us. So one of the guys who I think the Colts might actually stay and take if he's there at 35. Uh, but because he just went, I think this is a prime spot to move down. And just for the sake of being quick with it, let's do Pittsburgh. Um, so we'll do 49 and 80 for the Colts 35th pick. Uh, oh, and we'll, I guess we'll throw like a future. We'll throw a fifth back to them just to make it fit. All right. So 35 and 176 for 49 and 80, which is actually a very, very similar trade to the one that the Colts made last season uh, when they moved back and took Alec Pierce in the middle of the second round instead of taking him a little bit higher. Uh, But Andrew, what do you think about this trade? You think this is one that makes sense? I mean, obviously, again, on draft day, it might be a little different. Like the Colts might get more for number 35. But I think in in summation, I think getting a a late second and a early to mid third or whatever it is for pick 35 makes a ton of sense if they end up moving 79. 
I think so. I, I, I think that the Colts wouldn't want to move too far back into the uh, second round uh, because you still want to get a, a high quality player. And then once you start getting into 55 to 60 range, I think in this class, there is a bit of a drop off, uh, even though it is deep at some positions and then you gain you really only are losing you gained that third round pick when the Colts were originally supposed to pick at 79 now they're just picking at 80 for yeah. for moving up to grab Anthony Richardson I think this is a fair trade and and one that's very realistic for what we can see uh on day two of the draft yeah yep so let's do this here we're gonna move back to number 49 pick up pick 80 as well uh, but we gave up one of those fifth round picks, which you know what? That saves some time on this podcast. We have to be a little shorter on this podcast anyway. So <laughs> that, that works out for everyone involved. Thank you, Steelers, for taking that pick off of our hands. So <laughs> we're, going, we're coming down to 49. Hendon Hooker went to the Falcons. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, who is Detroit? Detroit takes Josh Downs right before us. I know some of you guys love Josh Downs. Nathaniel Dell, no chance. I'm not taking him that high. Uh, let's <laughs> I think there's a lot of good options here. Julius Brents, uh, the Colts do need a, a cornerback. Obviously, that's a huge need. Uh, I know Cody Mock right there uh, is, a, is would be a great pick. That's who I have the Colts taking in the second round. Um, but I think it's and, and then you could think about wide receiver here. But I think wide receiver. I, there's a lot of wide receivers that I like that are going to be there in the third round. Um, and and you always hear Chris talk about. Here, here's the thing: the Colts have been so interested in cornerbacks, it seems, this draft cycle. But then you, Chris Bauer, always talks about he's obsessed with the fronts and wants to build up front. So, do you go with with Cody Mock? Do he be the day one starter at right guard, or do you go with the local athletic cornerback in Julius Brents? Yeah, I I think for the sake of this one, because I think the last one went Julius Brents. I think we did. So, for the sake of this one, because it's down to those two guys, Cody Mock is a guy that I know for a fact Indy is really high on. They mm -hmm. really love him. He hits so many different metrics for them. You know, he's a guy who who walked on to college, walked on at North Dakota State. He only had two walk-on offers in general. Comes in as a tight end, transfers over to offensive tackle, and becomes, what, a four-time FCS champion, becomes a multiple-time first-team All-American, and he's the FCS lineman of the year. Then goes to the Senior Bowl and switches positions again and looks perfectly fine doing so. So, yeah, I think Cody Mauk is a guy who – they're going to be really high on. I think that they think they view him as a day one starter. So yeah, let's go with Cody Malk. And again, it says tackle here, but the, the Colts will be drafting him to play right guard. So Cody Malk there to be the starting right guard. I like that, you know, all the focus on offense and kind of build up that line for, for Anthony Richardson here. Very athletic uh, offensive lineman too. And when you yes. look at all the offensive linemen that the Colts have drafted since Chris Ballard came to Indianapolis, uh, most of them have very high relative athletic scores or RAS scores. So he fits yep. right into that mold. Like you already talked about, he switched positions, a guy that was a walk-on and, and really proved that he could hang with the competition, did it again at the senior bowl. So I think it's yep. a great pick for Indianapolis. Yep. And two of the last three offensive linemen that the Colts have taken in the draft have been former tight ends in Danny Pinter and Bernard Ryman. Mm -hmm. Cody Malk would be another one just thrown in there. Now I did just see a guy go who I think the Colts would really take in round three. And that's Tyler Scott from Cincinnati at wide receiver. I do think the Colts would love him in round three. Uh, just unfortunately, he didn't make it there. Corey Trice is interesting here in round three. Uh, I know people, oh, Darius Rush is really interesting as well. 
I'm a big Darius Rush guy. I think he is a a big athletic corner. He's still a little bit raw, but uh, he just has all the traits that Gus Bradley really loves in his cornerbacks. Big, long, physical, um, and and another guy that that switched positions. He was played wide receiver not too long ago, switched over to the cornerback position and and has really came on of late. So I I think he's just scratching the surface and what he could be at the next level. Yeah, I was looking to see if there were any wide receivers I would take over. And personally, I'd probably take Jonathan Mingo over him just because I'm a huge Jonathan Mingo fan. But outside of that, mm-hmm. you know, I like Trey Palmer. I like Jaden Reed. I like Parker Washington. But I just I would take Darius Rush here over those guys, especially mm-hmm. if they're not bringing in a veteran as of right now to, to play uh, outside corner. So, yeah, I like this. Let's go Darius Rush here. The former wide receiver, big time corner, ran a 4-3 at the Combine. Uh, that's the that's the kind of upside that Chris Ballard and the Colts would bet on. And guys, coming up, we're going to talk about this day this uh, day three guys that we're going to be looking at and in day three picks that we could make here for the Colts. But first, grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of the Major League Baseball. Whew, Okay. FanDuel is just partners with everybody, so I just fumbled through that one a little bit. But <laughs> All right, so we've taken a corner, we've taken a right guard, and we've taken a quarterback. We're feeling pretty good on these team needs right here, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm feeling good. And and right here, in, I mean, I, I don't think Mingo would be there, so I just wouldn't. I don't think so, but it would be a dream if the Colts yeah. were able to snag him in the fourth round. But I think, I think he's going to be probably middle day, too. I would say early third would be yeah. his, his floor. Honestly, looking at these wide receivers, though, I mean, again, outside of Mingo, because I think Jonathan Mingo, again, is going to be going a lot higher than this. I think Trey Palmer is so much better than the rest of these guys here that I feel like we have to take. And I know we took him on the last one as well. I just unless we want to wait around and maybe go Charlie Jones, which I I like Charlie Jones a good bit. He's a good player. I I like Charlie Jones as well. I just don't. It's hard to see the Colts taking someone of his size. And I know they picked up Isaiah McKenzie, but I feel like the draft is just a different story. And, and I think I, I know, I know a lot of these wide receivers aren't the, the biggest guys or the Chris Ballard type. Uh, I know Bryce Ford Wheaton kind of fits that as a, as a big athletic wide receiver, but as far as pure skill, I would say outside of Jonathan Mingo, I would agree. Trey Palmer is probably, probably the guy that I'm most comfortable with. And the guy that I think that could have the biggest impact on a Shane Steichen offense. Yeah. And he's that perfect marriage between what Ballard wants and what Steichen wants. He's a big explosive wide receiver, uh, but he's also, you know, a senior bowl guy, a guy who played well at the senior bowl, a guy who performed well in the big 10 this past season. Uh, And he had a really weird pro day. Like don't look at his pro day guys. When we talk about how athletic this guy is, because he ran a four, three at the combine, but only jumped like 29 inches in his vertical. And I had like a horrible three cone. So I don't know if he was hurt or something. I got to look into that a little bit more, but the the tape tells me this guy is a burner. He's a great young player. And if he's available and, and, you know, round four like this, I think he's the type of player that fits Shane Steichen's offense and Chris Ballard's mindset. So let's go with Trey Palmer here, add some speed to the Colts wide receiver room. And I'm feeling good so far. I mean, we're adding a lot of talent at positions of need. Uh, We did lose one of our fifth round picks in that trade up. So we will have to, 
kind of make do a little bit. But as of right now, Andrew, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, what positions do we try to look at in this next bit? I think now you're looking at guys with with those high-end athletic traits, the guys that the Colts always bet on on, on day three. Uh, you're looking for guys with those athletic traits. You're looking for, for guys that can contribute right special teams, maybe some of the guys that aren't aren't nearly as refined, more raw, but they have all the tools that you think down the line, they can probably put it together. Um, I, I still think the Colts could double dip at offensive line. Uh, as Chris Ballard always says, you can never have enough pass rushers as well. Um, so I, th- I think there's plenty of options on on day three here in the fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds that the Colts could really be interested in. Right. Like I would love Nick Saldaveri if he were here in round mm-hmm. five in the actual draft, but I don't. I don't think he is. Marte Mapu, that's my dude right here. Like this, <laughs> I don't. It's so interesting to see him listed at safety because this is a guy where he came in uh, early in his college career, played linebacker switched to nickel corner and then switched to safety and then back to nickel corner for Sacramento state. Really, really good player uh, tore his bicep in training this off season. So we didn't really get to see much of him, but that's interesting. Broderick Martin out of Western Kentucky defensive tackle. Uh, he's a guy the Colts had in for a top 30 visit. I know they really like him. Daniel Scott, I think is going to be a phenomenal special teamer in the NFL. Same with Jason Taylor, the second, another really good uh, special teams guy there. Uh, but yeah, we can go a lot of different ways with this. We can go, we could double dip at quarter at quarterback. Stetson Bennett. There, there we, we go. go. All the Stetson Bennett stands of the in Colts <laughs> Nation. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree there with uh Saldaveri. I think he is would be another guy that would probably start at right guard from day one. He's a guy with position versatility. Uh, and I know the Colts are very high on him um as well. Um but I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the uh, some of the pass rushers there, some of those interior guys. Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, where was he? Out of I think it's Western Kentucky. I know you had just you yeah, just yeah, mentioned Broder- him. Yeah, Broderick Martin. Yeah, the defense. Broderick, Broderick Martin. Yes, I, I think I think again, have an interior pass rusher like that. The Colts swung at two of those guys last year, and Eric Johnson and Curtis Brooks. Didn't really work out that great. I mean, Eric Johnson was on the roster, but he didn't really contribute much. Curtis Brooks was on the practice squad. I mean, Roger Martin could be a little uh, infusion of, of talent there on the on the interior of the off- of the defensive line. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that Broderick Martin's probably more of a round six to seven guy, which again, pro mm-hmm. football focus is a big board. It's not the most accurate one here. But Nick Saldaveri, I think, is a really good pick here because he's a guy who can play some tackle, play some guard. I mean, he's going to be your most valuable six six lineman. Uh, mm-hmm. alongside of Danny Pinter as your backup center. Uh, so I do think that's a big need for the Colts there. And honestly, they just need more bodies at tackle and at corner. Like, honestly, our next pick, we might have to look at corner because they still need bodies at corner right now. Like, they right. need bodies everywhere. Right. And when you're looking, I mean, taking Cody Mock in the second round and then Saldaveri in the in the fifth, I mean, you, you're you pretty, you've got a, pre, I'm pretty comfortable with that offensive line in Indy. I mean, you have Will Fries as a backup guard, Danny Pinter as a backup center, a Saldaveri who can play guard and tackle. Uh, yeah, you've got some young guys there, but, but guys that, that are, can put it all together. I, I'd feel pretty confident in that, in that offensive line group. Yeah, I actually think this pick here is pretty easy considering that we still need cornerback depth. And I mean, this guy just is such a Chris Ballard corner and he's a local guy. We got Corey mm-hmm. Trice from Purdue, 6'3", 200 pounds. I think he ran a four four seven at the combine, but he also jumped like 41 inches. Like Explosive <laughs> super athlete. Super explosive. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and a guy that can 
that can contribute on special teams right away. Um, I think he would definitely be an asset for for Brian Mason's group there. Uh, yeah, I think this is a pretty easy pick. Corey Trice, the cornerback out of Purdue. Yep, let's go with Corey Trice. There were a couple guys I like there. Kobe Turner from Wake Forest, I, I definitely like there in that position as well, a defensive lineman. Uh, but Corey Trice, I think if he's there in round five, you bet on that length, you bet on that athleticism, you, ba- you bank on that size, because uh, you know at least at the, I mean, at the worst, you're going to get a Marvell Tell that's more aggressive, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like like a bit of a more aggressive Marvell Tell. And look, you, you bet on the Marvell Tells of the draft every single year. You know, that's the type that you bet on and you just hope it hits, you know. Absolutely. And and again, this is kind of what day three is all about, betting on those guys with high-end traits because it, it's it's basically lot, extra lottery tickets at this point. And you don't know which one of these guys are going to reach their, their ceiling or which one of these guys are going to pull it all together. But it sure is a lot easier for those guys to reach that ceiling when they have all the athletic ability right there in front of them, and the coaches just have to mold that. So, yeah, you take cor- you take athletic cornerbacks here. Uh, you take off the uh, athletic defensive linemen here uh, to, because, again, you can never have enough pass rushers, and I think the Colts still want to add to that group. Uh, and, and I think now that we're into round seven, the Colts have two picks in, in round seven. I think this could be a really good spot for that yeah i actually like linebacker in round seven this year and i think i still saw my boy Marte uh mapu i think i have to go with my boy Marte mapu here <laughs> that's my dude right there Look at safety him. oh my goodness he made it he's not a safety he's a linebacker <laughs> we're, we're taking Marte. hey that position versatility right it Right, right. I did write a um, a 30 days of Colts fits on him. He's just, again, a guy who's a small school guy that has changed positions so many times, had a great senior bowl week playing at linebacker. Uh, again, he could play some nickel. He could play some safety. He could play some linebacker. And he's a guy who's going to be just a dog on special teams. So I love I love Marte Bapu. I love him there. Uh, and now with this last pick, I, there we, I think Broderick Martin makes the most sense there. I think we're I think we're <laughs> we're rolling a little bit right here. We're getting we're getting kind of lucky with these picks, but yeah, Broderick Martin, uh, a guy that uh, it's just very. Uh, he's a small school guy, but he plays with such intensity. You know what I mean? And he can he can really get off the ball. He he's a guy that that I think Nate Ali and this defensive line staff can really mold into who they want it to be. And 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 then you just bet on him trying to reach that ceiling. And and even if he's not a starter capable guy you get quality depth with a guy like broderick martin yeah i've heard a lot of things like another like grover stewart type where he just needs to lose about 20 pounds or so put on some good muscle uh because you're going to have the strength you're going to have the length you're going to have the the intensity uh so yeah i like broderick martin a lot i think that's a i think that's a good good pick there for the colts coming up we're going to talk about the grade and talk about uh what we like about this draft here but first today's episode is brought to you by ultimate football gm you've heard me talk about this mobile game app and if you ever thought that you'd make a good gm you got to give this game a try it's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty you know jake's been fired a couple times i you know so far i haven't been fired but we'll see we'll see i it you know it could still happen for sure with ultimate football gm you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators managing all the finances including negotiating player salaries and terms and navigating your franchise through free agency the draft injuries player personal issues and all the ups and downs of a season all this in a challenging and realistic game world 
Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable online. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Colts listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the co- promo code Locked On uh, in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today all right andrew let's see let's see what pro football focus on they gave us an a plus for anthony richardson i'm feeling good okay i like that i like that and i think that's 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 i think colts fans would agree that's an a plus pick while some some of them would but so, uh, <laughs> I think for the most part, uh, you, you can you can bet on Anthony Richardson being a a very good pick and, and someone that I th- uh, I think Colts fans would really like in uh, in the blue and white. Yep. And then round two, we traded back from thirty five, picked up forty nine and eighty, uh, gave up uh, thirty five and a fifth round pick. We got Cody Malk, who Pro Football Focus gave a B plus for. Honestly, I'm I'm pumped if they get Cody Malk there. I think. He's a guy where day one, there might be some struggles. You know, he's not the most technically refined guy, but you're going to get so much intensity, so much power, so much athleticism at that position that if you can just grow his game throughout the season, like you're going to have a really, really good right guard next to Braden Smith at right tackle. I'd agree. I I think you're you're also not going to have Ryan Kelly and Braden Smith constantly worrying about who's in between let those guys focus on their game because uh, Cody Mock, yeah, you, there might, there's going to be some, some rough patches. Every rookie has that, but you're excited about the upside. You're excited about the athletic ability and you're excited about uh, the toughness that, that he's going to bring to that offensive line. So uh, I think he'll fit right in uh, at that right guard spot. Yep. Darius rush from South Carolina, the corner. We took him at pick 80 pro football focus did not love it. They gave us a D plus, I'm personally pretty high on Darius Rush. I, you know, I don't think he's very much like a guy who on day one, you're throwing him out there and being like, all right, you're great already. But he's a player I think he can grow into his role. you got that wide receiver background. He's great ball skills. And if you're getting him in those cover three drops that Gus Bradley asked of him, I think he's going to be a really good player. So Darius Rush, you know, again, if they sign a veteran corner to go with this pick here, I'm pretty pumped if they get Rush in round three. Yeah, and, there, and again, there's still 17 days until round one. Uh, free agents, there's still a lot of high-quality free agents out there, especially at corner. Uh, I mean, Shaquille Griffin's out there. You know, Marcus Peters is out there. There's there's a lot of good veteran cornerbacks that I think the Colts would, would like. Uh, we'll have to see if any of them end up signing at Indy. But, but with, with Darius Rush, again, he's going to be a player that – it's going to take some time. He's going to take his lumps out there. He's there's going to be miscoverages. There's going to be some lapses. Uh, but again, you're betting on that upside. And if you've watched his career at South Carolina, it seems like he's progressively gotten just better and better. So when when he with NFL coaching and and being in a scheme that that really fits his talents, I think it'd be a very good pick. Yep, and then running through these day three picks, Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska. PFF gave us a C plus for that. I'm a little higher on that, but again, beggars can't be choosers there. Uh, when it goes to round five, we got Nick Saldaveri out of Old Dominion, the tackle slash guard that can move in between. PFF gave us a B plus. We got Corey Trice, cornerback from Purdue, also in the fifth round. Again, Pro Football Focus gives us a B plus. And then our two seventh round picks, Pro Football Focus is umph for us. Marte Mapu, they gave us an A plus. And Broderick Martin, they gave us an A plus as well. So overall, PFF gave us an A plus draft. 
I would call this an A-plus draft as well, just to tap myself on the back. But I like these day three picks. You know, I, we got ourselves a small schooler, which, you know, Chris Ballard's going to go for. Actually, we got ourselves two small schoolers with Cody mm-hmm. Malk as well. Uh, but we got an explosive receiver, versatile offensive lineman, and then we got some athletic upside defenders here at the very end. So overall, you know, again, early on, offensive heavy draft, you know, two tackles, a wide receiver, and a quarterback in the first five picks. Uh, but I think this is a this is a draft that you know Colts fans and and the Colts in general be pretty happy with right here. It's a very Chris Ballard draft. I mean, you would dash you would address big positions of need with athletic high upside guys at the beginning, and then as we get to the later rounds, athletic guys, high end traits that can contribute on special teams right away as they continue to work on their game. So yeah, I feel like the Colts and Colts fans would be very ecstatic if the draft played out that way. A lot of good players with a lot of good talent would be coming to Indy. Yep. Yep. So I think that's all we have for today, guys. Make sure you are following us on social medias at Zach Hicks to at Jake Arthur NFL at Locked on Colts and obviously at Andrew Moore NFL. You guys can follow us there on social medias. Also subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love your ratings reviews. So please throw those our way. And thank you for making Locked on Colts your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes from free agency to the draft, to salary cap management and more. Join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'll see you guys tomorrow.